Hello everyone, my name is called Hilary Okoth and welcome again to a very exciting time here at God's Wisdom Podcast. Today we want to continue with our Proverbs for today. May God continue to bless you, to encourage you wherever you are. And as you are continuing with our Proverbs, I want you to have a heart of listening to what God is saying. There's a verse in which I read earlier today which says that as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have, to has, to have life in himself. Then it continues and says that the flesh profits nothing, but the words that I speak are life and their spirit. So each and every word that it's written in the word in the Bible, maybe Proverbs chapter twenty-seven, Proverbs, every kind, every word that is in the word of God, they are life unto you and their spirit. So every, so maybe you are looking for, maybe you are asking God for the spirit of wisdom. You don't know the know-how. You don't know how to do life itself you you ask God for the spirit of wisdom the best way to receive it I believe is through the word of God because the word of God is life and it's spirit amen because this is what Jesus said the words that I speak unto you they are life and they are spirit and he himself said that as the father has life in himself he has granted the son to have life in himself too so these words which are in the Bible, they are life and they are spirit. So I want you to tune in. I want you to sit Low down battery. Please charge. and just listen to the word of God, which is being proclaimed into your life. So the Bible says that these words, they are life and they are spirit. So that makes me, it um, gives me the sense, the, the thirst to always listen to what God is saying, to always tune my ear, to prick up my ear, to up my ear, so that I can listen to what he's saying unto me. And this is what you can see throughout history, throughout the Bible. Anyone who um, tuned his ear to hear what the Lord was saying in that season, there was a, there was a, 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 a special impartation of gift, there was a special impartation of, um, of the know-how of that season. You can look at people like for example, for people who, for like Abraham, he listened to what God say, say to him, go into this land and I will bless you. And because he listened and he went forth, there was life in his going forth and he became father of many nations till today. You can look at very many people like Samuel or like Saul, how, like Samuel, how God spoke to him in, in the night. Amen. And God told him about the priesthood of Eli, how his children have profaned the sacrifices. And after that, the Bible says, after um, he listened, after Samuel listened to what God was saying, the Bible says that he wouldn't let any word of Samuel to fall to the ground. Actually, every, and he was established as a prophet because he listened. So this simple but very effective okay you may say that that is in the old testament what about the new testament listen now in the new testament the bible says in the book of galatians chapter 3 paul writes to the church of the galatians and writes to them oh foolish galatians who have bewitched you who have bewitched you did you receive the spirit through the hearing of faith or through the works of the law so even working of miracles that is happening in your life, even the small impartation of miracles that are happening in your life, whether big or small, whether they are happening, they are happening through the hearing of faith. Now, 
to ultimately ultimately the cream de la cream how how can a person accept Christ in his life the bible says that if the bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ and this faith is, is the faith about about uh, salvation then it continues says how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall the preacher preach unless he's sent amen all these dynamics happen in the context of hearing and i want you to take up this essence this gold literally this i mean it's a dinosaur in our time the act of hearing because we are surrounded all around by distraction we are surrounded by social media we are surrounded by all these avenues that are supposed to be of beneficiary unto us but literally they are playing out to be of disadvantage and god is telling us in this season sit down and listen last time i spoke about how there was a prophecy god said i believe in the book of amos chapter 8 where god says there will be a famine there will be a famine not of food or water but of hearing the word of god and i believe this is the time where there is an outbreak outburst of information all of, all around the media there's an out rage and outburst of information but there's only one thing you need to hear like how jesus was telling martha one thing you need to choose one thing and mary has chosen it and it will never be taken away from her and that is sitting down and listening to what he's saying so i want you to take up this this gift of sitting down and listening to what god is saying in your life sitting down and kashab and pricking up your ear so that you can listen because through listening is then you can receive wisdom you can receive the spirit of knowledge you can receive all this gift miracles and even faith itself for your healing and you can read online thousands of miracles that have happened while people in their in their sick bed while they tuned into the gospel and they were saved and they were rescued from that situation they were healed miraculously while listening you can read in the internet there are so many and god is telling you today that sit down and listen to what i'm saying and uh, proverbs 27 it says one of the things that um literally spoke out like spoke out to me in proverbs 27 is the fact that the bible says that um I, i'll begin with a different verses then i'll go to the main verse in which we'll discuss together and i hope it will be a blessing unto you so um one of the thing that uh it fascinated me is about uh, the book of proverbs 27:9 it says ornament and perfume delight the heart and the sweetness of a man's friend gives the light by heart heart counsel uh, it uh, literally about the, it's about the fragrance that comes out of a person the ornament and perfume delight the heart what literally delight a man's heart is what comes out what the fragrance the glory that comes out and um, delights a man's heart and another thing that literally spoke unto me is uh, uh, it's in the book of 14 proverbs 27:14 which says that he who blesses a friend 
no, 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 not that one. 15. I continued raping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman that I like. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind and grabs oil with his right hand. <laughs> uh, it speaks about a contentious woman. It's, it's like saying, here are the red, red flags in a relationship if you want to identify the, a contentious woman. First of all, um, I want you to have a visual in your, in your mind. The dripping, how concert dripping, the, it's all, this always concert dripping in a rainy day. That's how a contentious woman is like. I believe it's, it speaks about how a person can maximize on your weakness when you're in a calamity because rainy and you're trying to get shelter then, but there is a dripping. I believe um, someone maximizing when you are in your weakest point, weak, maximizing on your weakness on your weakest point. I believe it speaks about uh, this contentious woman. They are both alike. And if you try to restrain her, you say, ah, maybe she, she's beautiful. She's... She's all this stuff and all this thing, but this one thing, the Bible says, if you try to restrain her, you're restraining the wind. Don't try to restrain her. And if, and it's like grasping of oil with your right hand. And the Bible says, as iron sharpens another iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So you are being, you are, we sharpen one another. The moment one person speaks, the, that, I believe that's the reason why the Bible says, Surround yourself with multitude of counselor. In, in a multitude of counselor, there's safety where where people are um, are talking wise things. Where people are talking about Christ. Even Jesus said that we are two, the smallest plurality. Where two or three are gathered in His name, He's there in the midst. So we should not neglect the fellowship of the brethren, because. As an iron sharpens an iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. So don't neglect the fellowship of brethren, nor do don't nor should you literally um, despise when people are together in Christ. Because Jesus said, "Where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in the midst." So there is a special anointing. Psalms literally says that how pleasant and how beautiful it is. When brethren dwell together, it's like an anointing on Aaron's head towards his, his, his beard. It speaks about there's a special anointing when two or three are gathered. And Proverbs points out that you are sharpening one another. You are becoming sharper and sharper. And it's an amazing thing that we need to do. And another thing that uh, spoke out is uh, Proverbs 27, 21, which says, The refining pot is for silver, the furnace for gold, and a man is valued by what others says of him. So you are, you may, you may think um, your value is how much you're worth. You may think your value is on how much uh, you have in your bank account, how many zeros you have. You may think uh, your value is. How, how, how many ladies are there or men you have or what you have accomplished. But the Bible says um, the refining pot is for silver, the furnace is for gold, and a man is valued, you are value, you're valued by what other says of him. You are valued by what other people say of you. That's your value. Amen. Amen. Awesome. awesome. You are valued by what other people say about you. 
and I believe that the moment we value what other people says about us, we will value the the friendship, we'll value um, helping one another, we'll value um, uh, doing life together. Amen. <laughs> doing life together, yeah. The moment we value doing life together, I believe is the moment we will we'll, we'll actually find life. We'll be sharpening one another, living in communion because what the early church, what they did, the there are four things that made the early church to outgrow and to to spread literally. The Bible says they in the book of I believe Acts chapter two, they continued daily in fellowship. There was fellowship in breaking of bread. There was daily breaking of bread. There was prayer that was being offered actually daily. And above all, literally, the Bible says they were daily um, um, ministering to one another, I believe so. So we have to look at, upon these things that um, caring about one another. Is anyone of you among you sick? Let him call for the elders. Like, we have to be accountable for one another. Like, and I believe that is what happened to Cain and Abel. God asked, where is, where is your brother? And I believe this is what, I believe the Spirit is saying in this season, where is your brother? Don't leave him behind. Pray for him. Pray for your brother. Pray for those who persecute you because you have influence with God and you literally, above all things, above having influence, you know that the Lord is kind and the Lord is good. One thing that I was literally meditating upon, I was pondering in my mind why Jonah, Jesus uh, typified himself with Jonah in the context of it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah than these cities which he mentioned. And he said it will be more tolerable for the people of Nineveh than, I can't remember the cities. He said three things, but, uh, and he said, Greater is he than the Queen of Sheba. Greater is he than Solomon. Greater is here. Greater is he here in that time. Jesus Christ. Greater is he than Jonah. Why? I was like, why Jonah? Solomon, I believe, I know. Solomon was very, very wise. That I know. And when Jesus says, greater is here than Jonah, that I understand. Uh, than Solomon, that I understand. But Jonah, what did Jonah found to God? When you look at the end of Jonah's ministry, of, um, ministry after all, all the journey, the detour, everything that happened to Jonah's life, when you look in the end, I believe that's where we can get the, the reason why he was sent. When you look at Jonah's life, for instance, Jonah was sent, he went down to Joppa, not to Joppa, he went to Tarsus. He was just going down and everything after he, being swallowed by a big fish, he was vomited out, he went and preached the gospel, then he came back. This this statement literally blew my mind, what Jonah said to God. And he said, um, let me just open it for us so that I can tell you. If, the, if Jesus said, greater is here than Jonah, why Jonah? So the Bible says, the Bible says that um, after God saw their works, that they turned from their evil ways and God relented from 
the disaster that he had said he will not bring upon them, and he did not do it. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. So he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, what was not this what I said before? Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish, for I know that you are gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, one who relents from doing wrong. This is, I believe this is what Jonah knew about God. That's why he didn't want to. The moment you know this, this part of God, you'll be of very great value. You'll be thrown into water, but nothing can harm you. The moment you know this heart of God, which Jonah knew, and he didn't want to do the assignment, he knew that God was gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. That is what he knew, five things he knew about God. And because he knew that, Jesus said, greater is here than Jonah, a person who knows God very well. Amen. He, Jonah knew God, God's heart, how he was. Um, merciful, how he was gracious, how he was slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness. But Jesus said that greater is here is he than Jonah. Greater is one who is speaking than Jonah. Jesus knows the heart of God back to back. He knows him. He knows how the extent of his love, the extent of his passion. And this is, and then he said, therefore now, O Lord, please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. Now the Lord say, is it right for you to be angry? You remember when um, uh, the parable that Jesus gave, when he said to the people that uh, uh, that there was this master who gave work to people daytime, lunchtime, in the evening, and even some people worked for one hour, but the time for pay, they were all given the same amount of pay. And Jesus said to, to them that, the, the, because they literally got the same pay but different kind of works they complained to the master and, and the master said to them is your eye evil because I am good God is good literally God is so gracious God is good and the Bible says so Jonah went out from the city and sat by the east of the city there he made himself a shelter and, and sat under the shed till they might see what will become of the city so I believe what God is wanting for what he's wanting us to know in this season is how love how loving he is, how abundant, full of mercy he is, and how gracious and slow to anger he is. Because you are made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God and he loves you and he cares for you. And there's nothing that will separate you from the love of God. And as we are continuing with this, I want you to know that it's not all about the end it's not it's all about the journey god wants you to know that we are in a journey we are in a journey to know how abundant his heart is towards us the moment we ask the bible says that he will fulfill all our desires according to his he will give he'll provide for us according to his riches in christ jesus he says to us that he will do much more than we dare ask or think he that is the heart of god and the moment you know the heart of God towards the city, towards your life, towards your family, you'll be more patient with people. You'll be more loving towards people. 
you'll be more caring towards people because you know him. And the more you know him, the more you'll be stress-free. You'll, you won't care what, about what other people says, say about you. You'll be relieved and you'll be just free because the, this truth will set you free. You'll be willing to go the extra mile helping others. You'll be willing to sacrifice your time for others because you know him. And the Bible says, as beloved children, imitate me as a, like, as beloved children, imitate. There's, there's something about imitation, about how children uh, become what they see their father doing. Amen. The, the moment a child knows that they are loved, he will actually unconsciously and progressively imitate the parent. And this is what I want you to, to know today, that God is there for you. He loves you so, so much. And he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And have the heart to know that I am forgiven. I am loved. I am a chosen person. I am wholly separated. And nothing shall separate me from the love of Christ. Because God loves me and he cares for me. Amen. Amen. Thank you for for that time. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you for the awesome. And uh, we're going to continue to bless you and, uh, as you continue. Amen.